This is a HeadGum Podcast. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I am one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. Tim, how are you doing this week? Tom, I'm doing all right. I'm eyeing your dog right now. She's getting very yeah. close to <laughs> the recording equipment. Last week uh, during a recording session, she turned down the microphones and yeah. all hell broke loose. Yeah, she's hissing too. She does that when she's mad. I don't know why she's mad. I think she's mad at the pod, at the whole, this whole endeavor. She's had enough. Hmm. <laughs> she's not alone, my friend. <laughs> I mean, she's been here for like, uh, I, I don't know, at this point, probably like a majority of the episodes, right? When did you get her? Uh, 2013. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So eight years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we haven't always recorded in, uh, in my home, but uh, a lot of it we have. And a lucky dog, a uh, first person or first dog view at history in the making uh, ginger get uh, away <laughs> from the equipment jesus she's dragging her bed into the equipment and it's like and you know the equipment you're making it sound like we have like a like a rack of uh monitors and and all kinds of stuff we have like one pretty small thing does not take up very much room but yet tim can you put the blanket on top of her that's that what, what she's trying to do yeah well, maybe if you were a little bit easier at understanding her, uh, we wouldn't have all this. See, now she's fine. She's I under the blanket. I'm here to cater to a dog, Tom. I came here to have some real cool, entertaining conversation <laughs> with you. Now, Tim, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up, you dropped some big news on the Patreon, and now that uh, you know we've, we've raked in all the cash that, we, that we're going to get from that, Right. We should make more exclusive. You know what we forgot to do, though? What? Tell anybody that there was going to be an exclusive announcement on Patreon. Right. Oh, so maybe we should just say that. And yeah. now, no. Tell hey up, tell suckers. people what your mm, announcement is. It's not, it, it, Tim's having a baby. I'll tell him. Yeah. It, it, I'm not going to announce something like it affects anybody who doesn't know me. It, yeah, I guess it doesn't affect anybody. Hello, everybody. Prepare. Yeah, um, get ready. There's going to be a baby in the house that I live yeah, in. Yeah, so the, the the episode's coming soon. I have a lot of crying in them, a lot of uh, uh, goos and gahs. <laughs> I think my wife will be very happy to have me out of the house for an hour. Yeah, especially if you take the baby to come uh, I record. She, I don't think she would like that. Ginger will take care of the baby. Ginger will take care of the baby? Ginger's taking care of so many puppies, Tim. She could take care of one human baby. Yeah. Uh, but I I do have a slight quibble, Tim. I noticed as you know, as I mentioned, you brought this up on the Patreon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you drop the news finally, because I've been I've been you know uh, having to bite my tongue. Yeah. Well, why? 
I don't know, because I didn't want to be the one that announced it. I guess I was in this episode, though. <laughs> yeah, and remember, we had a. I told I told you if you're going to talk about this, please don't be weird. Yeah. Okay. I know, and I was about to say something weird, and I didn't. Yeah. No, I know, and I, that's why. I, that's <laughs> why I just wanted you're to remind just you. Reminding me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I wanted to say this though, Tim. Congratulations! Uh, Thank you. We're very excited. Taking, well, it's along those lines. Uh, you know, on the Patreon comments, a lot of people congratulated you. Not one congratulations for me. For becoming a guy that knows a guy yeah. with a kid. I mean, come on. It's just like you got all these congratulations. Uh, double digits of congratulations <laughs> on there. And uh, not one person could say, hey, also, congratulations, Tom. For... For what exactly? For, for being friends with a guy having a baby. I mean, I and I assume I'm going to be the godfather. In as much as okay, I assume any child you have, if something unfortunately happens to you and your wife, you would want me to raise it. <laughs> uh, um, sure. Um, I mean, I'm sure you have to talk to your wife about it. But, you know, just get her official okay. But. Yeah, exactly. Of course, I, of, of course, I right. couldn't think of, of nobody she, else. It, it yeah, feel but let's, the same. Just, let's just get her sign off just to make sure. Yeah, just make sure we're all on the same yeah. page. But, yeah, okay, fine, yeah. Um, do you plan on, oh, here's a question. Mm-hmm. Do you think you'll be uh, Uncle Tom? Well, I mean, Uncle Tom has connotations to it. <laughs> Uncle Tommy. Yeah. Uh, or would you rather be, because uncle, like, look, you're not the kid's uncle. Right. What about Mr. Tom? <laughs> well, I don't want to be Mr. Tom. Why not Mr. Tom? Because that sounds like if, if you know, your kid's like at school one day and they're like, oh, yeah, my my uh, parents had their friends over the other night, Laura and Mr. Tom. No, Mr. Tom and Miss Laura. Or uh, ma'am and Mr. Tom. <laughs> well, Tim... I, look, I've told you multiple times, you can't raise this kid like Webster, no matter how you don't. This have... kid is going to 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 be raised as a as well, as as as, a, as Webster. Well, you better get uh, a dumbwaiter installed asap. Yeah, I mean that's when we move um, from our apartment to a big mansion for some reason. <laughs> yeah, and there was like an like an old decrepit mansion. Yeah. I don't we're, understand. Uh, we're talking about the popular television show Webster. Yeah, um, probably 1985 to 1989. Some, yeah, probably somewhere around there. Yeah. Good show, Manuel oh. Lewis. Oh, was it a good show? I mean, or were we just kids and it was like, oh, that kid can ride a dumb waiter up and down. That Patrick Ewing fun. was on an episode. <laughs> All right, every kid loves the acting of Patrick Ewing. Yeah. Gregory Hines was on an episode. Gregory Hines was on like an episode of everything in the 80s. Yeah. Um, so you've decided on the name Webster, though, at least. <laughs> that would be awesome, actually. <laughs> You can call him Webb for short. Or Webby. Like the awards. Yeah. Tom. <laughs> right. You know, hey, well, people hey might... it's the only way I'm ever going to get a Webby. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. At this rate. Yeah. What? Hey, <laughs> <I> can, what? Uh, <laughs> who do I got to pay to get a Webby around here? I've been trying. I've been aspiring to win a Webby. Can imagine you telling the doctor, like, uh, what name should we put on the birth certificate? Uh, uh, put Webster. Say, hey, it's the only way I'm going to get a Webby. <laughs> and then just somebody politely laughing, not knowing what you're talking Nobody about. Nobody would and, uh, and politely like, laugh. Ah, and then just walking away and, and immediately putting your baby up for adoption. <laughs> They can do that sometimes, Tim. They have a... Uh, if you name them something and make if, a if joke about the name. it's a bad name, name, they can I just... I mean, Webster, naming him Webster alone yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't... Webster wouldn't be bad, Tim, because, like, you know, nobody knows what, like, Webster's dictionary is anymore. Kids don't, at least. I barely do. Right. It's a dictionary. So they wouldn't be teased about that. It's a boy, too, if... uh if I can also say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I've already said it. I don't know if you know yet, but I've, I've been told it's a boy. Yeah, you've been uh, very active looking at the sonograms, <laughs> uh, really pouring over them. Yeah, I'm like, no, look, right yeah. there. There it is. And it's like, Tom, Tom we, I know. I know. Um, so, yeah. It, Webster, they might, just, uh, other kids might associate that with Spider-Man. And and be like, whoa, this kid's Spider Man. Why? Because like web slinger. Yeah, the web head, the old okay. web head. Web, uh, what do they call him? Uh, web Webster <laughs> Parker. <laughs> that well, they don't call him Webster. Uh, but yeah. So if anybody out there wants to congratulate me about this, uh, I'd appreciate it. Tom, is it? Are you are you fishing for me to? to congratulate you about this for some reason no not you tim i wouldn't expect it from you but do you expect you know, your like life you... to change at all uh yeah probably you'll be crankier than usual yeah it will be <laughs> it's probably gonna affect mo- my life more than anyone <laughs> I, I, I don't know if that's true um well, you know, we should. This should be an off-air conversation, but we should bank some episodes so I'm not here cranky when I should be with my newborn child. No, Tim. Uh, if people listen to this for timeliness. They okay. want something fresh. How about this? We uh-huh. we do some rotating co-hosts. Uh, who are they going to be? Um, do we know any celebrities? Not really. No. Not um, not A-list celebrities, at least. I mean, we can shoot. Who would be your idea? Like, hey, Tom, mm-hmm. you've threatened it. You've talked about it a lot. <laughs> who would you replace me with? Now, to put your money where your mouth is. Ben Affleck. Get, get Ben Affleck here. Do you think Ben Affleck, do you think there's any way uh-huh. you can get Ben Affleck to sit down with you for an hour and record a podcast episode? Um, Like, think about, like, Unlimited resources. Right. What would it take I can, to get I can Ben I kidnap and hold anyone hostage. Sure. Because I think that's what it would take. I mean, or it would just take a tremendous amount of money. Uh, like what? Like 800 bucks? 900 Probably bucks? like 800, 900 bucks for him to do it, Tim. Mm. I mean, if you think about how much he must make per hour making uh, motion pictures, it's got to yeah. be way up there. Yeah. I mean, definitely low triple digits. Yeah. Uh, I'd, and uh, nowadays, Tim, I'd have to have, I'd have to get another chair in here for JLo to sit in because the two of them, they're joined at the hip. Yeah. Nowadays. You you might have to be like, can you stop rubbing lotion on this woman's posterior, please? (laughs) 
That's Tim, what he's I would doing. Never, I, yeah, I wouldn't ask him to do that. Yeah, That's rude. He'd walk right out. Yeah. Uh, joined at the hips. Sometimes joined at the lips, if you know what I mean. Smooching. Kissing. Kissing on. Yeah. Kiss, I saw a thing the other day. Two kissers living on Kissing Island. <laughs> uh, I saw a thing the other day. I guess they were in like Italy or France, one of those places. And somebody, uh, some like lunatic came up, to, you know, to J-Lo. And Ben Affleck, the, the bodyguards didn't get there fast enough. Ben Affleck had to step in as the bodyguard. Wow. Do you think yeah. they fired those bodyguards? Um, probably. Here's what I say to the bodyguards. You had one job. Yeah, right? exactly. I mean, I'm sure they beat the shit out of the guy. And what like did he Ben do? Affleck's like not going to beat the shit out of him. I mean, it could have been just like a guy looking for a picture with her. Mm-hmm. But like from the photographs, it looked like he came like very aggressively at mm-hmm. them. So uh, where was this? Like I said, Italy or France or one of those type places. Europe. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Tim. One of were, those type places. They yeah. were they were walking the red carpet. Not that. Not at the moment, though. Right. They were like they might have been en route to the. They might have been. No, they weren't dressed they weren't to the dressed nines. To the nines so. uh, they were at like a piazza. Oh, piazza. Mike Piazza. <laughs> Mike Piazza's house yeah. in France. <laughs> no, I said it could be Italy too. Yeah. Well, Tim, uh, uh, from uh, me and everybody else, congratulations. Thank you, Tom. And to you? We're gonna, we have a great show today, and I'm excited to talk about movie soundtracks with you. It's not that's not like the format of the show usually where we like hype up the next segment. And to you, Tom, mm-hmm. I like the shirt you're wearing. I was gonna get rid of this shirt. Actually, it's not that good. It seems uh, just ratty. It's not. It's not super flattering either. You think if I came up to J Lo wearing this shirt, oh, they they Ben Affleck would get right in my face. Well, here's the thing: the bodyguards would pick you up a hundred yards away wearing that shirt <laughs> yeah it's true the bodyguards didn't clock this guy until it was uh yeah too late. no they're 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 they, you're on their radar as soon as you are yeah they're, they're the keeping an eye on me right now european city as well as i mean people. i guess i did earlier uh insinuate that the way i would get him to be on this podcast is by kidnapping his loved ones so you know what fair hey fair to not let me near them I don't think he's going to co-host, Tom. I think you're going to be at a... It's going to be you and Ginger hosting this show. Uh, hey, at least uh, the IQ of the show will go up. What do you mean? The dog's smarter than you. Yeah. Tim, as you alluded to earlier, this week it's movie soundtrack week. Now... I'm not talking about scores. If you're here to hear Hans Zimmer or John Williams or Junkie XL. They had to call him JXL on uh, on an Elvis remix he did in the early aughts. <laughs> because of like uh, Elvis family, was a junkie? Elvis's uh, estate. Was it that little mole calls? Yeah. Yeah. But Elvis's estate didn't want junkie on. Yeah, I mean, if, if if the guy died being a junkie, yeah, yeah, like uh, I'm sure. He, you I know. prefer 
thinking I I prefer to remember him as that young Elvis of the <laughs> from the stamp that we all love. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure uh when you pass away one day, you don't want somebody named uh <laughs> stuck on the toilet. <laughs> DJ's. You think I'm gonna die stuck on the toilet? <laughs> DJ's stuck on the toilet to come in and remix all of your stuff. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> stuck on the. T- I don't. In this scenario, you die of starvation. Okay, I mean that's 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 a pretty bad way to die. It's on a the freak toilet. accident. Like, I'm sitting down. Yeah. I mean, in this scenario, it's you got super glued to What's the toilet. Was the Elvis stamp as big of a deal <laughs> as I perceived as it like to be? As like the news led us or to believe? Or as like, I was in fifth grade, you yeah. were in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Was that just like, we just weren't, we weren't like... Uh, we, we weren't exposed to a lot of the news or we just weren't interested yeah, in I the general I, goings on. Yeah, I think like a lot of the news... Then, you know, in the like early 90s was like about the economy and like crime and Bill Clinton and stuff. And it was like, this is all boring, but it's like yeah. a stamp. Oh, I know. I know that. I mean, a sta- oh, a stamp. Now that's exciting. Or Elvis, who I didn't even particularly I mean, I care for. Yeah, I don't think it was like interesting. I think it was like the media was just like ravenous about. Yeah. The fact that they were putting out Elvis stamps, like there were like lines and people buying buying them I, like crazy. I remember, like late night was going nuts about it. Like every monologue yeah. was like wall to wall, fifteen Elvis stamp jokes in a row. Yeah, um, I don't know. That's also, I feel like that was around the time. It probably wasn't, but maybe it was. That uh, like the death of Superman comic came yeah, out. Yeah, it was. It was like around the time because <laughs> I remember same class. Uh, one kid came in wearing an armband, <laughs> the black armband from the the death of Superman. Yeah. Another kid in my class, she came in wearing, um, the Elvis stamp, uh, on a shirt. Like it was a shirt that had the image of the Elvis stamp on it. So just like a out. very tiny image. You'd no, have no, to no. It was, get it was pretty close. It was, to see it, it was blown up to the the fact where it, it took up the whole front of the t-shirt. And now you're allowed to do that. Mail yourself somewhere. Apparently, uh, if the stamp's big enough, they'll no. Just it had a, it had a big a big black <laughs> X through it. Oh, okay. So, so you big, couldn't a big it, void. Because otherwise, they were like, yeah, you could just send anybody anywhere for free, <laughs> right? Just by having them put the shirt yeah. on. Um. I think it was around the time that like uh, boomers were made aware that like the shit they threw out as kids was now worth like a fortune. Yeah. But didn't completely wrap their head around. Well, the reason why it's worth a fortune is because everybody threw it out. And if everybody kept it, then it wouldn't be worth a fortune. But companies like DC Comics and the post office were like, they don't know. We'll print up millions of these things and people will buy them because they think they'll one day be able to retire on this. Right. But I'm going to retire on my death of Superman. (sighs) I got bad news for you. Do you still have yours? Yeah. I opened mine. Did I oh, tell you this? Oh, I have I have an open one and a sealed one. Yeah, At I least one sealed I one. I didn't think that far ahead. And guess what? No, I mean, that was the brilliance of what they were doing because it was like, 
yeah, it, people are going to want to buy two of these because they're right. going to want to read it. They're going to want to wear that armband. And then nobody thought that like, oh, you know what I'll do? Buy a video game. Yeah. Don't open that. <laughs> Don't right. play the video game. Keep it in its wrapping. Yeah. And that'll be worth like $10 million. Exactly. And that's why those yeah. things are, are worth a fortune. That, the same that's things- why I've started buying food. <laughs> Haven't been eating it. Haven't been touching it. Haven't Good. been opening yeah, it. Yeah, one day that's going to be worth a yeah. lot of money. Uh, the same thing's starting to happen now with uh, iPods. Right. Like if you have an old iPod that's still in the package, that's you know worth a fortune. If it's if it's a baseball card mm-hmm. or if it's a comic book, there's nostalgic value there. These things brought me joy. Yeah. If if you're like, ooh, a video game cartridge without <laughs> not the actual game, like right. game is, or the the ipod the the mp3 player that yeah. i loaded things on i have such an if you're buying it for that right shut up you're, you're the biggest loser on earth <laughs> well i don't know about that whoever's but... creating the market for these things being well, collectors there's a whole thing about that it's it seems like there's there's potentially a lot of uh fraught conflicts of interest oh really where at least for video games, like one of the big companies that's like doing the grading and like slabbing where, you know, they put it in like the acrylic that yeah. is like sealed with a hologram that they were like pumping up the value of these things and then selling like them selling what they had. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I have a original Mario, which I don't know, like came with all the systems, but let's say it's worth a million and a half dollars. Right. I I don't know the whole thing about it, but that that's part of it. Hmm. But uh, you would buy uh, an original iPod for a lot of money, right? No, if you had a lot of money. If I had a lot of money, I'd buy all kinds of dumb shit. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, the thing about the iPod that's a little a little weird to me is just because like. I don't know if you have like an original iPod now and you open up that box, it's not going to work. Like the battery's probably like melted and stuff. Right. Where it's like a video game, like an old Nintendo game, at least it's like, oh, if you open that and put that in a Nintendo, it's still going to work. But you wouldn't. Right. But Tom, we've gotten off track here. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about movie soundtracks. Yeah. And we're not, I'm not sure if you said this, we're not talking about john williams <laughs> no we're i didn't not say talking thank you about hans zimmer we're not talking even about junkie xl here did you know sometimes he was called jxl yeah um uptight uh <laughs> estates for yeah. junkies that died on the toilet we're not talking about danny elfman unless it's his work with oingo boingo <laughs> right in which case we'll be talking all about it yeah as long as it's relevant to, we're talking about songs that yeah. appear, uh, maybe appeared in the movies, maybe were quote inspired by movies. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you you go out and buy an album, you don't want to hear classical music, you want to hear pop and rock music. Now, I was realizing as I was going through some of these that a this doesn't happen all that much anymore. Yeah, and b it was just such a like blatant grab at the fact that in the 90s you couldn't buy singles really right it was that and it was the age of the media conglomerate so it was suddenly the movie studio that was putting this out also had Um, a a music music arm yeah and they had a bunch of 
artists that they wanted to promote using whatever vehicle. So if they had a big blockbuster, it's like, hey, slap, slap that. Uh, yeah, we can throw a few big, big singles on here, big new songs or old ones even. And then we can also use this to like promote our like upcoming artists. Yeah, there's a reason why the Flaming Lips song Bad Days was on the Batman Forever soundtrack. It's because it inspired the filmmakers to make yeah, a exactly. Batman movie. Not because uh, they were on Warner Brothers Records. No. And, uh, you know, Warner Brothers had just signed the Flaming Lips and were trying to bring them to a bigger audience. No, I'm sure that probably, probably after they... We're like, we should put this song on. It really inspired the movie. Yeah. And somebody Joel was, Schumacher called us up. Yeah. And, and then like, somebody was like, oh, you know, they're on Warner Brothers. And they're like, the oh, wow. That's a weird. Clouds taste metallic lately. <laughs> oh, that's a weird coincidence. Yeah. Uh, I guess that will make things a little easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's also, I find, rare that you. Um, it still happens a little bit, but that you even have like a single in a movie. Movies now are all just about freaking needle drops. Right. Where it's just like, can here's we... a song you know. Yeah, and it will spell out exactly what's happening in the scene, probably in the lyrics or at least the song title. Right. We're um, like, here's a Nirvana song like you haven't heard before because somebody else is playing it. Right. I mean, that's the new Batman trailer has, uh, uh, I think, Come As You Are, but it's like, a, you know, a different Do artist playing it. Do those versions wind up on soundtracks these days? Are those versions released usually? Uh, like that version usually... of Creep that was in the uh, Social Network mm-hmm. trailer? Yeah. Was that released? What was ever? different about it? It was like kids singing it or something. Oh, was it? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's famous trailer, Tom. Why don't you learn a little bit? Uh, I don't. Why don't you learn a little bit about social network trailers? Well, I don't like social networks, Tim. I'm trying to cut down on uh, how often I use them. So watching a trailer just trying to convince me to use them more. Oh uh, no, you misunder. Well, we'll talk about it later. Um, yeah. I I th- I assume so. Like I think even when yeah, when they're using like those alternate versions, it's always been my understanding that it's like, oh, that was already something somebody made, and they just like plucked it. Uh, which which is why I assume like a lot of up and coming bands do that kind of stuff because it's like, oh, we could yeah do like a slow version of some red hot chili pepper song, like a dour version. And maybe somebody will pick that up uh, and use it in a movie trailer. Yeah. Um, but, but well, to answer that, your question, that was started, that trend must've started with Gary Jules, uh, mad world from Donnie Darko. Right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I and didn't think about that, but that's, that's probably the, the like, origin oh, of that. Yes. Yeah, I had piano versions of, uh, pop, and rock songs from yesteryear. Yeah, what was I? I was watching, uh, watching the leftovers. Gary Jewel, Jules, one of my favorite artists. <laughs> it, it shows. Uh, I was watching. Uh, I just started watching the leftovers, and the first season finale has one of those type songs. I, I forget what it is, but it's like an orchestral version of yeah. like a '90s uh, song. Uh, which, like, yeah, that's fine, I guess. Like, sometimes it's a good choice. But, like, yeah, I, th- I think at this point, though, it's just it's done so often that it's uh, 
I don't know. I I would doubt that that creep is on because that uh, uh, soundtrack was Trent Reznor and uh, Atticus Ross. Right. So I I you were think, gonna say Atticus Finch or yeah, and I was like, which one's the lawyer, <laughs> and which one's the which the one's the musician? southern gentleman? <laughs> um, now which one represented Boo Radley? <laughs> uh, um, but I I think uh, I I can't imagine that that soundtrack is like here's like all this stuff that you know they like won won awards for but that's the difference between a score and a soundtrack score and but tom I, I got duped by oh the I, this happened to me suicides. as a kid all the time yeah I, I went out and bought i was like okay i'm gonna buy like the air yeah you want the air songs yeah and then like there's like freaking like super tramp songs on this thing and like sticks ah. and i was like oh so you wanted the score not the soundtrack. i wanted the score in that that was like the one instance where i wanted the <laughs> yeah score. usually it happens the other way around yeah. but um no because like the soundtracks of the 90s yeah they were filled with like the 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 Songs bands that, that we had like nothing to do with and it was like movie. it was like labels who, who were the movie companies also like trying to promote their band so it would be like b sides from bands that right. like yeah and we'll get into those soundtracks later I'm not I'm not but like so it was like oh this is the only way I could get right um the, Weezer this, or Foo Fighters uh, song yeah that, this like, was the only way it was it was put out at least in America a lot of times yeah. it was like. Oh, in Europe or Japan, they put a single out with all these B-sides. But here it's going to be uh, one song on an $18 CD that maybe if you're lucky, it's going to have one or two other songs you like. Maybe you'll discover like one song or one band on there that's good and you start listening to. But for the most part, it's... I've it's, discovered some bands through... Yeah, me too. Yeah. But, but for the most part, it's filler. Like, it's filler filler baby yeah it's it's album it's up and coming bands that aren't so up and coming they ain't go anywhere and it's like this isn't hey i wish they'd uh be up and going right well that's what they did get up and go is what i say uh but but a lot of times it was like they didn't even put that band's single on it it's like here's an album track well from some random band well you know they they want you to buy the album yeah yeah. Right? yeah i guess but still like but but uh they want to see here's here's I'm here's the if, deal i'm you not saying it. if it's a single that's already a hit i'm saying if it's a band like that that doesn't have any traction anywhere yet but put their their banger on there the, they did that sometimes yeah but also more often it would be like oh okay we're gonna put a u2 song that we're gonna release as a single yeah on this soundtrack. Tim, are you only thinking of the Batman Forever soundtrack? I'm trying not all? to uh, <laughs> to poison the well too much for future conversation. But yeah, I'm usually only thinking about the Batman Forever soundtrack whenever I'm talking about any music. <laughs> right. You know what I just learned about the Batman Forever soundtrack? What? I'll tease it before we start actually talking about it. Okay. Pro- you know who the producer of it was? Who? The RZA. Wow. Huh. I don't know what he had to do with it. Do you think he was like... Put seal on this. He didn't yeah. like produce the track. Yeah, I don't know. Did he just get like a list of like Warner Brothers acts and was just like them and them and them? Yeah, or maybe it was just like he was the he was like the the you know like delegated agent that was like, hey, can you go? You know these guys, like, can you? Or like, you don't know these guys, but 
like if you ask them, they'll say yes. Right. And uh, as in exchange, we'll give you producer credit and uh, you know Maybe the requisite compensation to put his name on there. Like it's all that or that too. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, then it's like, oh, this isn't bullshit. Uh, Riz is the yeah. producer. He's he was, never lent he his in, name to anything. Yeah, he was in the studio when all these tracks were recorded. Um, Tom, we're getting we're getting ahead of ourselves here. Yeah. I think we need to calm down. I'm gonna go take a shower. Do you mind if I take a shower here? Yeah, that's fine. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code headgum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply. Of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Tim, oh, I do want to say, actually, we just had a big uh, off mic conversation about the MCU uh, we didn't record it because people are sick of hearing you talk about the MCU. But uh, uh, the Black Panther soundtrack is a case of like a recent soundtrack being good and having like music that's actually in uh, the movie. And Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar produced that. And it sounds like he actually was like pretty hands-on and selecting things and i think that's now the move when they do do soundtracks where have like a big name yeah come in and be kind of the mastermind because and, and then kind of i think there is some bit of cynical like okay we sh we need to get these artists in right but like also you know these are actually uh songs that are inspired or you know it's like hey this is for this black panther project right um 
So let that guide hear, you. Hear some of the yeah. themes of the movie. and it's some Probably of the... not that far, but like... Yeah, no, but I remember like there there is one song, at least one song in there that I remember like mentions vibranium. And it's like, that's enough. That's cool. You yeah. said vibranium. That's all. It's like, oh, well, you can't put that on a regular album. Kendrick I mean, Lamar I guess just you emails could. a list of buzzwords from the movie. <laughs> put in vibranium, Wakanda. Vibranium, uh, punching. <laughs> Claws. <laughs> uh, be, uh, you know, kicking and punching, running real fast. Uh, comic um, books. Yeah. Uh, the, the purple hard herb. That, that he takes? I haven't seen the film. Well, all right. Then I don't want to spoil anything. It's next in my Marvel it's, it's MCU a, watch through. It's a natural version of the super soldier serum. Tom? That turned Captain America into Captain America. I asked you not to spoil this for me. Turn the Hulk into a bad version of Captain America. Did I see that happen? Uh, probably. Did you watch the, uh, the, the, uh, what's his name version of the Hulk? Oh, the Ed Norton one? Yeah. No. God, oh, no. okay. Yeah, I mean, it's like it mentioned there. Basically, they're like, he's, Bruce Banner's trying to recreate the super soldier serum. I'm not looking to rent any movies. I'm not I'm looking only... to recreate the super soldier serum. <laughs> I know where that can lead. Um, the, the, the Hulk that mm-hmm. version isn't on Disney Plus. Um, yeah, because so. it's uh, like a universal. Yes, yeah, so I'm not going to go out and like spend four ninety nine to rent what everybody says is a bad movie. It's not that bad. I think both Hulk movies aren't bad at all. The Ang Lee one. Yeah, I like the Ang Lee one. Yeah, it's weird, but yeah, I like it. I like weird movies. Yeah. All right, soundtracks. <laughs> soundtracks. You want to do our top fives? Yeah, let's do our top fives, Tim. Um, you start. My number five, mm-hmm. the first CD I ever bought. Whoa. The original motion picture soundtrack to the film, to Paramount Pictures, Wayne's World. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That is a, I had that on cassette, Tim. I wasn't uh, fortunate enough to own a CD player yet. By the time I... Got a CD player of my own. Uh, I had to buy uh, Weird Al Yankovic's Greatest Hits as my first album. Uh, Weird Al Yankovic, uh, Off the Deep End, was my second. <laughs> okay, good. Um, Tom, the hot tracks on this. Yeah. Track one opens up, of course, Bohemian Rhapsody. Right. By those... Fellas in Queen. Yep. <laughs> the lovely the the lads from Liverpool. <laughs> and the lovable lads from Liverpool. Yeah. yeah, and that's a good example of like at that age hearing that and being like, whoa, this song rules because uh Wayne and Garth like it. But then but being like, Do I wanna buy a night at the opera? Uh, like, am I going to like the other Queen songs on this? I've never, you know, at that age, it's like I've never heard of any of these songs. Right. Now, Tom, mm-hmm. I'm going to go through some of the other songs, the okay. other tracks. Just know mm-hmm. that when I was 10 years old and bought this, yeah, I listened to very few of these tracks, actually. <laughs> right? Like, I maybe yeah. listened through it once. Um, I never listened to track two, Hot and Bothered by Cinderella. Mm-hmm. Or Rock Candy by Bullet Boys. Yeah, I. you know what? I had, like I said, I had this album on cassette, so it was harder to skip songs. Yeah. And I still don't 
recognize those aren't bringing anything to my then mind. Then there's Dreamweaver. Yeah, of course. That's which great. I just thought was a funny song from the movie. Like, I didn't right. know that that was an existing song. <laughs> I think I probably thought that about Bohemian Rhapsody, too. Like, ah, these songs are funny. <laughs> like, they right. use funny voices in Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody and stuff. Oh, yeah, the, the like, falsettos and stuff. Mike Myers and Dana Carvey are comedic geniuses. They wrote <laughs> these hilarious... And they're pretty good musicians. Yeah. Uh, one track I did listen to a lot, Sikamika Nico by uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. I don't think I... How did that go? Uh and now was that like blood sugar sex magic b-side or something i think so and you'll hear another one which on a future pick of mine okay um time machine by black sabbath hey we we all love black sabbath sure there was an extended version of the Wayne's World theme <laughs> that G.E. Smith oh, wrote. With, I, I do with, remember that, yeah. Um, it was too long. <laughs> I remember being like, there, I don't think there were any. It, was just it had like, verses. Yeah, and it was just like, yeah, and maybe monkeys will fly out of our butts. Yeah, it was just maybe, their catchphrases. Yeah, where it's like. Chicks go mental when we walk down the street. It's Wayne and Garth that they want to meet. Yeah. It's like, no, this, this doesn't fit, guys. And then, oh, Foxy Lady, which, again, I thought was a novelty song (laughs) because of Garth's dance. Um, Feed My Frankenstein. Yeah, that's a badass song. Alice Cooper, which, Mm -hmm. like, is that, like, a real Alice Cooper song? Like, was that? Yeah, I don't know if it was necessarily, like, a very popular song. Oh, it was from a 1990. It was, it was. Like, his new song. Post-peak Alice Cooper. Yeah, okay. Um, Rhino Bucket, Ride With Yourself. Take a long, long ride with yourself. Was Feed My Frankenstein about his penis? Hmm. Hungry for love, and it's feeding time. Exactly. Yes, I'm going to say yes. (laughs) Um, Your favorite artist, Eric Clapton, uh, Lovin' (laughs) Your Lovin'. Um, But then there are two songs, Tom. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sung by... The great artist Tia Carrer. <laughs> yeah. Um, crucial Taunt. Uh, right. Th- these are ostensibly Crucial Taunt songs. <laughs> cover of uh, Ballroom Blitz, which was awesome. Yeah. I prefer that to the original. It's a good Tia cover. Tia Carrer and Crucial Taunt's <laughs> version of Ballroom Blitz rules. Yeah. Ow! Yeah! <laughs> um, and then Why You Want to Break My Heart, which wasn't. I was yeah, like, which was wasn't valid. that good. Great. Um, hey. 10 out of 10 soundtrack. That reminds me of um, that I do love on soundtracks when it's like, no, we have the like in character version of this song because I know they just put out a I guess maybe it was like a 10 or 15 year anniversary of um, uh, Scott Pilgrim versus Mm -hmm. the world. And they included the. uh, uh, Brie Larson version of a metric song that she sings on stage. But like, because Brie Larson used to be like a pop star when she was a teenager. Really? Yeah. They like, you know a lot about Brie Larson. Uh, I know you that. know more than I know about Brie Larson. <laughs> I mean, 
that's like pretty much where my knowledge ends. I I don't know any facts about Brie Larson. (laughs) But I do know that fact. And I do know that it was like uh, for fans of the movie, it was like a big deal because obviously the movie doesn't she doesn't perform the full song. Right. Um, But this has her full version of that song. Black Sheep. Um, you're a big metric fan. I yeah. Uh, not so. I don't know when they last put out an album, but I like. I mean, them. we don't listen to new music anymore. Yeah. So like, if I, but like. Uh yeah, I like Metric uh, as a band a lot. I saw them live twice, at least once, and they were very good. Can I? I know you say women can't front rock bands. Tom, but... did you not just hear me talking about Crucial Taunt and how I <laughs> prefer them to Slade? Yeah. But you just wanted in movies um, <laughs> as fantasy. <laughs> uh, one thing that really got my goat mm-hmm. about this original motion picture soundtrack. Yeah. I'm watching the movie. Mm-hmm. They pull up to Stan Makita's Donuts. Yeah. What song's playing in the movie in the background? Ugly Kid Joe's Everything About You. <laughs> yeah. I buy the the, the CD <laughs> thinking one of my favorite songs, Everything About And I hate everything about you. you. Yeah. It's nowhere to be found on this thing. Yeah, and that was the it. first rude awakening. Not every song you hear in the movie is going right. to be on the soundtrack. But I also feel like Wayne's World was in a weird situation because there are so many songs in Wayne's World that it mm-hmm. was like the rare case of like, we're going to put every song in the movie on the soundtrack and it, we're not going to have enough room. Right. I mean, you, they probably could have cut like three minutes out of the Wayne's World theme. <laughs> yeah. You well, wanted more knew. Eric Clapton songs. You they, wanted them. You wanted to kind of put more of I his more Eric, recent work. Like, can you get me some 2021 era <laughs> right. Eric can Clapton you somehow, songs? Here? Uh, and like, uh, put in an essay from 2020, uh, Eric Clapton. Yo, that. or like 1976, Eric Clapton, you were yeah, asking for. Any, any hey, era. transcribe his wanna, rants from the stage. I just want to hear his real thoughts about, yeah. about how society should be. All right, Tom, what's your number five? <laughs> it's tough because yeah, I, I've, I've, this is a, this, I've, all of these, as far as I'm concerned, that I'm saying. They're all winners. Yeah, they're all Webby Award yeah. winners. As, as yeah, far as I I'm don't concerned. know. I don't know if I could necessarily put these in order. Um, you know what? And I'm not even gonna talk about this one because it's just kind of it's like cheating, kind of. But the Purple Rain soundtrack. I, I have that as my number one with a bullet, um, with right. the note. Does this count? Right, because, because it's like it's it's a real album, and it transcends the movie. Yeah, I. Can I confess something? What? I've never seen Purple Rain all the way through. Oh, it, it's good. It's a weird movie. Like it's uh it's it's worth watching for that. I've only seen it once all the way but through. But it's one of the greatest albums of all time. Yeah. And it's a movie that like might be like that up like I'll get around to watching it in its proper order yeah. at some point. And it's also good because like the songs have uh they're like putting good context where it's like something happens to him and then it's like 
we need you up on the stage. <laughs> and he like immediately performs a song where it's like, wow, that really captures the feelings that he has at this he moment. He was like repairing a blue computer. And then they're like, <laughs> we need you on stage. He's like, what do I sing about? Oh, computer blue. Yeah. I thought it was that he had the computer blues. Hmm. Maybe he could delete. It didn't work. Uh, yeah, I thought it was that, you know, he was having trouble and that's why, um, but yeah, I don't really know if that counts, but I mean, if it does, then I, I feel like it's almost like it has to be number one because it's just so, I don't know. It, it, it's a rare instance of a movie being like written around an album pretty much. Um, I would say, like, does Superfly count? I mean, that's the other thing too. Like, some it's like uh, when the when the soundtrack transcends, and when it's like a singular artist vision. Too. Yeah. Um, like, uh, yeah, I guess that's really what it is. That it's when it's a singular artist doing every song. That that's that album can exist without the movie. Yeah. Um, there's one more I can't. Whereas we're talking about like weird conglomerations of songs. Yeah, same thing with like uh the Graduate soundtrack, which Mm -hmm. is just like the Simon and Garfunkel album. Yeah, essentially, like yeah, we're not talking about that. Hey, get in, get in the the shit pile with Hans Zimmer (laughs) and non Oingo Boingo Danny Elfman. Yeah, and JXL. Yeah. You can figure out what the J stands for junkie. once you get it there. It stands for junkie. Once you get in, once you get in that pile, in and he's like, pile. "Hey, man, you carrying? You holding?" Hey, so Simon Garfunkel, <laughs> Curtis Mayfield, <laughs> and Prince, get in that shit pile. We're not yep. talking about you. We're lumping you. all you together. All right. So, what's your number five then? Um, you know what? I'm gonna say maybe uh, the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack. I would die for you. Oh, what song is that? The uh, garbage song, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I didn't write down all the songs, but listen to this fucking lineup: Garbage, Everclear, Butthole Surfers, Cardigans, Love Fool. Wow, they did it. Yeah, they put the banger in there. Uh, Radiohead talk show host and Radiohead. Exit music for a film. Was that on the soundtrack? Yes. Wow. Same version from OK Computer? I think so. And it was the exit music for a film. Are you sure that was on I'm the actual not soundtrack? I'm sure, but it was it was in a listing that I read. Um, not what I'm See, seeing. Oh, saying... there's a volume one and a volume two. Uh, no, yeah. volume two is just... Uh... I think it might be on volume three. <laughs> you don't know shit, Tom. You're you're faking your way through. No, this, it was it, in this. It's in the movie, though. Yeah, it's in the movie. What are we just talking? about? I don't about? know. I saw it on some. Was list. everything about you on the soundtrack too? My <laughs> ugly kid, Joe. Maybe in other regions where where the licensing was different. Um, some really great, some really great songs. Uh, you forgot "Angel" by Gavin Friday. I mean, look, that's why I didn't put all the songs, because like we were talking about, there's a lot of like, this song sucks. I have no idea who this is, and this isn't even in the movie. 
But they were like, look, a CD has to have 12 tracks. So, and the thing about even if people all people want is the Cardigans Love Fool, and who could blame them? A song worth $20 on its own. Um, Everclear had a song called Local God. I did not have this soundtrack, Tom. Yeah. I never saw this movie. This was one of the things, like, in high school, I was like, I'm not cool enough to see this movie. The Romeo and Juliet yeah. <laughs> adaptation. I'm not cool enough for Shakespeare. Yeah. Um, John Leguizamo's in it, Tim. I, was a, I love John Leguizamo. Um, what was that stand-up special you liked from him so much? <laughs> Does it have? Oh, I, yeah. I'm not uh, saying that. Uh, Everclear. I was a big Everclear fan. Yeah. Um, I don't know this song. Oh, well, it sounds like you got to go out and pick up the soundtrack. That's Tim, the so other you can thing. Be a, completionist. Of, a lot of these soundtracks mm-hmm. are not on the streamers. Yeah. Which I, is it, a it real must be bummer. rights issues, right? It must be rights issues, but then these are just songs lost to time. Yeah. I bet they're on YouTube. Whatever. I um, mean, I was looking at um uh Batman Forever, which I'm sure it's on your list. Um, and that you can buy on iTunes, but I don't think you can stream it on Apple Music. Hmm. So I, I don't know what, what that's uh about. And I might be wrong. <laughs> uh okay tom mm-hmm. here's uh, here's one that i bought on tape okay um ooh, and it is on apple music uh oh i see yeah music from the motion picture soundtrack coneheads yeah that was that was another banger of a i mean that's one of uh rhcp's best songs tom now that is a it's it's soul to squeeze mm-hmm. they still play it a lot on uh Sirius XM's lithium yeah and 90s on nine probably more than any other track from blood sugar sex magic <laughs> more than any other track from the conad soundtrack no but yeah. this was a this was a blood sugar sex magic b-side or mm-hmm. outtake right it wasn't a b-side it's the best song from that era. Yeah, it's a very, very Not just good song. from Red Hot Chili Peppers, from anybody. Yeah. <laughs> and it has an amazing. I've got a bad disease. It's uh, got a really good video, too. They're all uh, working at the circus in black and white. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was like a. It was one of those. It's been a bit of a bit of a bit of a in that era of 90s, they were getting real into, like, let's make artsy videos. Uh, but that's one of those ones where it's like, oh, this works. Yeah. Uh, um, I uh, like this. A couple of other uh, highlights. Magic Carpet Ride. Um, you don't know. Yeah. Uh, pl- uh, performed by uh, Slash. Um, Tainted Love. Mm. Featured prominently in the movie. Um, uh REMs is a free world, baby. That's a good song. Fight the Power, the mm-hmm. the uh, public enemy song, as performed by the Bare Naked Ladies. Oh, well, that's who you want to hear from. A pre... Uh, <laughs> yeah, pre-fame yeah. Bare Naked Ladies. Like a pre... Uh, one week? Yeah, one week, I guess, was their first big hit. Um, And then the last track... Uh, a little what, song. What, Bare Naked Ladies version of Fight the Power, was that about like the manager at a store? <laughs> I mean, they're also Canadian. It was like, what, 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 what are you coming up against, guys? <laughs> yeah, the the permits to, to go to the parks are too expensive, eh? <laughs> um, 
Beldar and Primat, Tom. Uh, oh, yeah. The, the characters from the motion picture. Pre- uh, performed Conehead Love. Mm. I don't want to have to hone my cone alone. I do. Uh, I don't want to hone my cone alone. Yeah. yeah, I remember that song. Um, They had to stop doing these things. <laughs> you don't need in-character songs. Yeah, on the that SNL aren't movie in the set. movie. Yeah. You don't need to get Dan Aykroyd into the studio to sing a song. Yeah. All right, what do you got? Um, you know what? Next, I'm going to go with the Dirty Dancing soundtrack. Ooh, double Ds. Dirty San- Dirty Dancing. Not, I didn't mean it like that. Yeah, and I also said Dirty Sanchez. <laughs> what are <laughs> well, a bunch of... Oh, we're getting back to our 90s teenage selves here. Jesus, this is going to do a barstool podcast. <laughs> um... Dirty Dancing, first off, it's got like all those like 60s songs that everybody goes crazy for. Mm-hmm. But then it's got <laughs> Eric, Eric Carmen, not Eric Cartman, Eric Carmen's I wish. Hungry Eyes. Yeah. Hungry Eyes. Mm-hmm. Love that song. I remember listening to that song all the time when uh, like... My mom would, I don't know, go to 7-Eleven to get milk or something, and I was left in the car. Uh, Bill Medley and Jennifer Warren's Oscar-winning I've Had the Time of My Life. And Uh, I owe it all to you. Yeah. But the biggest surprise on this album, which I didn't really know about i did but i was like i i haven't thought enough about this you know that where it's like oh, i've i've i know this but this hasn't fully hit me she's like the wind by patrick swayze oh yeah she's like the wind why were we not given more music from patrick swayze eh. <laughs> i don't know that's for like an 80s ballad that's a that's a pretty good song Okay. So that that's my next pick, Dirty Dancing. It's good. It's hey, Tom, that's a classic. Yeah, Stone Cold classic. Can argue. I mean, with that. that was also like a huge seller. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it had like nostalgia, but not anybody like it wasn't like the silent generation was like, oh cool. Like Yeah. But uh that time of your life song and I'm not talking about Green Day. Right. Um Tom? My mm-hmm. number three. Are we gonna have time to do all of ours? But we might have to like speed up. But yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kevin Smith's Mallrats. Oh yeah, who's on that? I don't think I, I'm familiar with that soundtrack. Tom, some classics. Okay. First of all, it's 25 tracks because every other track is, um, uh, dialogue from the movie. <laughs> Which but at I, that time, when it was like, you know, the movie probably took like nine months to come out on video. Yeah. And... Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, the big the big song, Tom, here. Mm-hmm. What's the big word? What's the big word? Suzanne by Weezer. Oh, yeah. Huge. Classic. Huge Weezer B-side. That yeah. It's hard to get otherwise. And like, definitely one of the best songs that they've made. I think absolutely. That is, I mean, that's a that's a top fifteen. No, yeah. that's a top twenty-five Weezer song, right? Yeah. Oh, easily. Because 
they have 25 good songs. <laughs> the, the first two I, albums and I then the associated B-side. That, that's like way up there for me. That's yeah. one of my favorite Weezer songs. Um, it's got this silver chair song called Stoned. It's like, mm-hmm. stoned, sitting in my bedroom, spinning. And I was like, whoa, a song about whoa. drugs. This is cool. I'll never do drugs, but this is cool. <laughs> um, there's a Bush song on it. But there's a song from the band Girls Against Boys called mm-hmm. called uh, uh, Cruise Your New Baby Fly Self. Um, it's just a good song. And I always wanted to get more into Girls Against Boys, but they didn't stock any of their records at our oh, local really? music store. So huh. that's all. <laughs> that's always a dead end. I mean, and we had like a very, very, we were yeah. extremely lucky. We lived very close to uh, Looney Tunes, which they're still open, right? Yeah. But like a very, very good indie music store that had tons of shit and like if they didn't have it they could get it did you ever ask him to get it no i, I was uh, eli janney who is that he was in there uh okay <laughs> you want to share it with uh everybody no he's he's he, he's just a guy <laughs> okay uh what am i up to number three yeah uh number three you know what? I'm going to say the Judgment Night, Night soundtrack, even though I'm love, not real familiar with it. You just love rap rock. Well, I just think it's... Tim, listen to some of these mashups they had. Right. They got Mud Honey. They're mm-hmm. like, all right, we got The Rock. Who do we combine that with on the rap side? Sir Mix-A-Lot. Mud Honey and Sir Mix-A-Lot. Where, where else are you going to hear that? Sonic Youth and Cypress Hill. Right, and then, that was a good one. What what song did they do? I don't have the songs written down. Damn it, Tim! Tom. I only have so much room here to write things down. Um, and then "Fallen" by Teenage Fan Club, De La Soul, Tom Petty, and Jeff Lynne. It samples "Free Fallen." Right, I see. Yeah. Um, but I mean, those are four names you never expected to see together. Two of them you did expect to see together. They were in the Traveling Wilburys together, <laughs> but, but the others, uh, certainly not. Um, what was it? Onyx and Biohazard yeah. did uh, a, an awesome version of uh, Slam, maybe? Oh, is that is that? Oh, no, they did judge, the song Judgment Night, oh. but they also did a version of Slam, yeah. but like not on the soundtrack. I just remember I Judgment Night. Uh, the song being real scary sounding. Yeah. I mean, it's the two scariest bands. (laughs) Biohazard, who is just like, I think these guys will kill you. And Onyx, who were just like, they're yelling so much. Yeah. They're they're telling me to let the boys be boys. Yeah. Um, uh, Yeah. I just remember, I I do remember seeing that movie, but what was the premise? It was like, I think it was just like a bunch of white guys like stranded in the inner city for a night, like something like that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Emilio Estevez was in it. Yeah, that I was... was led to believe that the movie was a lot more badass that it than it was based on like all of the scary acts that they, all the scary bands they put, like, right? The scariest metal bands with the scariest rap. Yeah, acts. and they're and it was just like this is gonna be like an action horror movie that's gonna be fucking crazy. And it kind of wasn't. I think it was like one of those movies where there's like a lot of scenes in empty warehouses where people are like, well, what are we going to do now? Right. 
that was also like Emilio Estevez at it, at his. I don't know if it was his acting prime. I don't the know if he's steadiest. had one. Uh, he, but that was when he was like at his like peak popularity, where mm-hmm. you know he was like an A list guy. And same thing with his brother Charlie Sheen. That was also when like Charlie Sheen was in like a ton of random movies. And then they teamed up for Men at Work, and it was legendary. <laughs> yeah, you remember that Charlie Sheen movie Arrival? Mm. I think that's what it was called. It was like, it was like aliens. an alien movie. Yeah, it's such a weird movie. I don't know. Like, I, I got to rewatch. I rewatched like you a clip from the end of it. I got to rewatch it. It's probably great. My number two, Tom. Mm-hmm. Bought this one on CD. Tank Girl. Oh, a yeah. movie I never saw. I saw the movie. I forgot about the soundtrack because that was another like uh, uh, like all star soundtrack, right? Tom, I'll tell you this. It's confusing. It opens up with a song by Stomp. Those guys <laughs> wow. are just kind of like uh, yeah, hitting brooms against uh, yeah. cans and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's like garbage cans smacking together. But then, and, and you're listening to it saying, "I paid seventeen ninety nine to hear this." Yeah, and then, <laughs> "Army of Me" by Bjork starts playing. <laughs> That's a hell of a track. Do you know that song, Tom? Oh, yeah. And if you complain. Yeah. Once oh, more. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, no. It would go like this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, there was a Magnificent Bastard song, which mm-hmm. was a, a super group who I never was clear who was on it, but the lead singer was... Was Chef Lynn in it? That's Scott all I got Weiland, and they uh, sang that song, Mockingbird Girl. I think this was the only track they ever did. Okay. But L7, um, Portishead, Joan Jett, Veruca Salt, mm-hmm. um, they were all on it. So how dare you say that I think women-fronted uh, <laughs> bands should have no place, Tom? This they is did, my they number two soundtrack. They deserve to be on soundtracks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and there was a Devo song that was cool too. Um, my number two, Tim, Batman Forever. Number two. Yeah, what are we doing here? Well, I will get to it. Uh, hold me, thrill me, kiss me. You, for some reason, this is credited as U two and Bono. <laughs> on on uh was, was, like uh, iTunes at least was was that fella looking to maybe go solo at some point? Was there a rift know. between the Edge and Bono? Yeah, I don't know if it was that or if it was like a royalties thing where it was like, well, if it's U two and Bono, I'll get a quarter of that U two yeah. money and then half of all the money. Uh. But uh, yeah, that of course uh, the the uh, kiss th- from a rose by Seal. Yeah, another huge hit. But like crazy other bands, PJ Harvey, Brandy, Offspring, Nick Cave, Smash It Up, Smash It Up. Do you remember that Meth- song? Yes, Method Man, Sunny Day Real Estate, mm-hmm. and the Flaming Lips. Yeah, th- probably the best Flaming Lips song appears. Oh, there. really? I don't, I'm not familiar with that song. I listen to and it. You hate your boss at your job. You know that. Song? Uh, meanwhile, I'm saying this is my second favorite soundtrack, but it's just based on really the handful of songs that i i know well but i mean that that album was basically a like warner brothers 1997 sampler 1995 maybe 
1995. Yeah. There's just like Warner Brothers music sampler. Exactly. I mean, Kiss from a Rose alone makes that. Oh, and I uh, think that's probably what like, I don't know if that album went platinum, but it probably did. Actually, I think Kiss from a Rose, they did put out as a single because it became, you know, just like such a phenomenon. Tom, I got freaking news for you. It's two times platinum. Whoa. Certified. Okay, so this isn't unofficial. No, it's uh, the Recording Industry Association of America. All right, well. The RIAA. We know them, we love them. They certified this. <laughs> There's nothing we can do about it. Um, yeah, it's... it's uh, And Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me. It's a good... Is that the best U2 song? Like It's one of my favorite U2 like, songs. I know, I know, I know yeah. like Where the Streets Have No Name and right. One are like better songs, but you've Ooh, heard I them. I do really like One, though. I know, but you've heard them a million times. Yeah. That comes on like... You're like, I've, I know. I know every contour of this song. Yeah. But... Yeah. That riff in the beginning yeah. with all the... All the strings, it's so cinematic. Yeah, was that when they were in their like Pop Mart era? I think it was, or when when uh Bono was being the devil, he had like a Mephisto, yeah, that was before Pop Mart, but I don't know. It was like a a very it was you two taking chances, uh, which I liked in the most epic way possible. Yeah, it didn't sound like other U2 songs, which is maybe why Bono insisted on having his own credit on there. Okay, Tom, that was my that was my number 1. Oh, okay. So what's but your number 2? My uh, I'm one ahead of you. I I Oh, so you don't have any more. But here's an honorable mention. <laughs> okay. Tom, it's something that you and I both ran out and bought the day it came <sighs> it's out. It's probably my number 1. Are our ones and twos just, are we talking about one, two, Godzilla, Godzilla. <laughs> starring Matthew Broderick, yeah, the 2000 film. Uh, yeah. God- oh, 1998. What am I saying? 2000, yeah. 1998. Godzilla. I mean, we bought it because they had Foo Fighters A320. Which is a song that you cannot find fucking anywhere. Yeah. They never like put that out on anything else. It's all about, a, it's a song about how Dave Grohl is afraid of flying in airplanes and he literally says, I am afraid of aeroplanes. <laughs> yeah. He's being very vulnerable. The mid 90s, mid to late 90s was a big time for alt rock acts using the word aeroplane. In yeah. Songs. Uh, 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 Red Hot Chili Peppers yeah. said it's a great effect. Yeah. Um, but it also had the Wallflowers cover of Heroes. Mm-hmm. Pop- Which for a while I preferred to the David Bowie version. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm over it now, though. Uh, Puff Daddy, come with me. Sampled cashmere. He oh, I thought he came up with that riff. Famously like, performed that he? on SNL with Jimmy Page. Um, include at least the SNL version. I don't know if this was uh, hastily rewritten, mm-hmm. but uh, had the line: "I want to fight you. I'll kick and bite you." Yeah. Now you thought that was rewritten? I thought maybe that was something that like was more explicit. Oh, than the I want to fight you. I'll fucking bite you. Or I don't know. I'll flip and bite you. 
I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the whole oh, thing. Oh, fucking bite you? Maybe the whole thing was like, fucking fuck with the motherfucking fuck. <laughs> you know how this rap music is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know how Jimmy Page is. <laughs> no Shelter by Rage Against the Machine. This is a pretty good. Yeah. This is a Ben Folds 5 song, mm-hmm. Air. Uh, Fuel, Green Day, Silver Chair, and everybody's favorite band from Puff Daddy's label, Fuzzbubble. Fuzzbubble was pretty good. <laughs> they were the they were the the first rock. They were billed as the first rock band signed to Bad Boy Records. Yeah, the the first and last rock band. And I mean, I kind of feel bad because they are pretty good. Yeah, um, and fine. And it kind of it it does kind of think that it was like. I don't know. They they signed to a label where it was where I'm sure they were told like you're going to be the first of many rock bands, and then they were just like, nah, why are we doing this? We're not going to sign rock bands. Yeah. So maybe if they went with somebody else, they would have. Uh, Tom, maybe they'd still be here today. Do you? Maybe know? they're still around. A track know. that you neglected to mention. What was Brain Stew, the Godzilla remix? I I mentioned Green Day. Oh, guess what. That was not credited to Green Day. Who was it credited to? Godzilla himself? Green Day featuring Godzilla. (laughs) So it was credited to Godzilla (laughs) himself. Yeah, exactly. All right. I mean, I'm also all for, like, take your hit single and put some sound effects from the movie. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That that only makes songs better if they have movie sound effects in them. And it's technically, uh, for the completest, I'm sorry if you bought... Insomniac or whatever, and Brain thought you Stew had heard on. every yeah. version of Brain Stew there were. Yeah, there's, there's, there's going to be Godzilla sounds on this one. So, so go to Tower Records. So these, this soundtrack was probably like twenty one ninety nine. Yeah, it probably I feel like it had was like expe- I think it had like a hologram or some gold dumb foil shit. Yeah. thing on it or something. Or a- well, I feel like that Godzilla soundtrack was like kind of the pinnacle of like nineties music soundtracks where it was like they actually got a bunch of good bands and like not great songs but like cool songs um it was probably like the best value for money of Mm -hmm. like 90s uh uh movie soundtracks but then i don't know pretty soon after that i mean even before like napster they they started going uh the way of the dodo i feel like right maybe maybe i'm wrong maybe they were still around kicking but Um, they but they weren't as big as sellers i feel like and i feel like godzilla soundtrack probably wasn't as big of a a sales hit as they were expecting it to be um maybe i don't know i also i think think partially because that that movie underperformed yeah i uh, yeah i think everything about that was a flop but i think they're also like that's all gravy on the yeah as far as the record companies i mean that was also when like the record companies were just printing money yeah and they were just like get some outtakes not even b-side stuff that weren't even relegated to (laughs) b-side status Throw them on there. Unfinished um, songs. Or take a hit, put some Godzilla sound effects on it. <laughs> yeah. And just throw it out there. Hey, even if we have to give Godzilla a cut of the royalties, God- it's fine. There's enough money to go around. Yeah. If it's- you like the show, 
Were you going to do that or were you going to say something else? That's what I was going to say. Say We were going to do the Godzilla thing all over again. Wow. (laughs) If you like the show, you can find out more at TCGT.com. Hey, we got a live show coming up. Shit, we got a (laughs) really... No, Tim, you say, oh... No, 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 we got to start promoting it. Yeah, we have it figured out. I, Tom, I got to figure it out. I'm pointing to my head right now. Uh, I can confirm. Yeah. Uh, I got to figure it out. TCGT.com slash live. It's at Caveat, New York City, October 5th. Um, and you can also buy streaming tickets for a discounted price if you are elsewhere and you can't get there. Patreon.com slash Complete Guys, where you can get books, a podcast, and more. This week, uh, uh, an episode of a new show on our Patreon. Tim and Tom Talk Tabloids. Uh <laughs> We got some tabloid newspapers. Yeah, we'll see how this goes. We'll see how it goes. Maybe it's no good, but sign up. Patreon. We're trying things. Patreon.com slash complete guide. Actually, you probably, hey, look one thing back it's in your feed right yeah. now. Well, if you're a subscriber. No, no, look one thing. Oh, you, yeah. You got to, you got to, we've yeah, unlocked we put out a, a bonus show. Who Wants to Be a Booksman Air <laughs> episode. Um, we're, we're doing fun things over there. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering... I'm a little more loose-lipped on the Patreon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, we put that thing out on yeah. the main feed. Yeah. I'm wondering if I said anything that well, I preferred to have behind a paywall. Huh. I wonder that, too. <laughs> I mean, I didn't listen to it uh, to check. No, I know. Because like, I listened to this show to yeah. check when I edited it. But I know the week before you gave out your social security number. Yeah. Man, that and dared only... people to hack you, like the CEO of LifeLock, which I don't even understand that guy's what dead, you were right? trying yeah. to promote. <laughs> no, I read a thing that apparently that guy has gotten his identity stolen like a dozen <laughs> times. Um, uh, follow us on Instagram at TCGTE. Follow us on Twitter at Complete Guide. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Tom Reynolds. Follow me at your pal Tim. Uh, Reddit.com slash r slash TCGTE. And our Discord server, Complete Guide. I think that's all the things. Hit up the Discord, Tom. Yeah, Discord's fun. Vulture, uh, which is a bird, did a list of (laughs) uh, the The uh, top. top. Number Uh one was American Graffiti. And it was like, oh, there were songs from the 50s. And uh, Wolfman (laughs) Jack was on it. (laughs) Well, Timmy, you love Wolfman Jack. I do love Shaft, uh, but again, that's on the shit pile because Isaac Hayes, like, <laughs> right? Hey, get out of here! What are you trying single, to pull? It's a singular a, vision from that's Norman. a real album. Uh, oh, brother, where art thou? I look, I, I like freaking uh, that guy as much as the next guy, uh, T Bone Burnett. <laughs> huh? I like that guy as much as you can like a guy named T Bone. Yeah. Um, his production style is good. We're, nobody's sitting down and listening to yeah. a, a man of constant sorrow. Yeah, I mean that's a that's an example of a soundtrack that's like phenomenal for the movie, but not necessarily something you're gonna like. Sit a down. sane person's gonna listen to in yeah. 2021. The harder they come, this actually should have been number one on mine. Um, Scott, what is Reggae. that? A porno movie? No, it's Jimmy Cliff. Saturday Night Fever, shit pile, that's Bee Gees. Yeah. Um, because it's a singular vision. Right. Pretty in Pink, Before My Time. Rushmore. Rushmore was a good soundtrack. Yeah, I remember that like being- Like, obscure British Invasion. See, Rushmore, yeah. like, I know you don't like Wes Anderson because you think he's too cute. You're I like some like, of his stuff. Mm, he's so cute. 
in his little <laughs> tutus. <laughs> his little hat while he's directing. Um, but um, I will say, you know, uh, in in the hands of a lesser director, mm-hmm. they would have tried to to go for like really well known British invasion songs, yeah. stuff that we've heard a million times. Right, right. And he really like uh, went crate digging on that one. Yeah. Um. Uh, something to be said for that. The Beatles, I want to hold your hand. Yeah, Kill Bill, Tom. <laughs> um, you know what? I have Kill Bill in a category that I've included: Guardians of the Galaxy and Baby Driver. Where uh, yeah. I don't like when they try and get too clever with yeah, the soundtracks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's like, look, that's not uh, the Kill Bill movies. I think are great. I liked Baby Driver. Um, uh. You said Kevin Kevin Spacey should have won an award for that, right? What were we talking about? <laughs> Baby Driver. I've never seen it, Tom. Um, Guardian- I boycotted it because I knew he was a creepy little man. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy, same thing, where it's like, I like these movies, and I like all these songs individually, but I don't like uh, people just trying to get... Uh, People trying to get clever and then also like in Quentin Tarantino's uh, just trying to show like, look at how knowledgeable I am of like 70s music. Yeah. But the music is still used for like very good effect in the movie. I guess I like the I like the use of the music in the movie, but I don't like the soundtrack. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, what you watched the film Cruella? Yes. What did you think about the needle drops in that movie? Uh, I like don't really remember them now, but there was yeah. one every like ten seconds. Yeah, I, I'm just not a real big fan of that, just because yeah. it's like it's there have definitely been instances in movies where they do that and it's really cool, but now now it's just such a thing. It's the same thing as freaking what all movies are now where it's just like hey here's some recognizable Here, yeah, shit here's something you know here's something you know you like this this like yeah uh, does uh, this releases a brain chemical yeah um so we're just gonna do that here's a character you know here's a song you know we're gonna marry the two yeah. and then uh then you're gonna freaking uh, you're making a overcome. jerk off motion <laughs> Uh, um, uh, along with in the shit pile list, which again sounds bad, but we don't mean it that way. Spinal Tap, yeah. Um, Big Bottom is the best song that's ever been written. <laughs> They're all playing bass. <laughs> this is hilarious. Yeah, but again, it's like it's a singular vision. I met her on Sunday. Twas my lucky bun day. <laughs> uh, the Drive soundtrack I like a lot. Again. Uh, Oh no! I was thinking of Baby Driver. <laughs> Kevin Spacey isn't in that. <laughs> uh, I I like that soundtrack and like that the goose. is hmm? the goose. Yeah, and that is uh, like a. There's a lot of like chill wave music in it yeah. and synth wave music. So like I did find uh, bands that like I now like uh, that I listen to as a result of that. And then this one's not in. Uh, I I wasn't aware of this, but the Empire Records soundtrack. Yeah, that was one that I felt like at music stores they were always pushing super hard, probably yeah. because they were like, "This is like us working at the music store." 
Empire Records I never got into, and I should have. But I like, never watched it. I don't know I why. I didn't watch it at the time, and yeah. I watched it later. And I know it had a like profound effect on people when right. they were like yeah, 15. Yeah, at a formative age. And then I watched it when I was like 20, and I was like, oh, I'm too old for this already. Sorry, yeah. this this should have watched it a couple of years ago. Well, maybe you can uh, go back in time, do that. Then what was? Uh, if I go back in time, I'm going to invest in various cryptocurrencies, Tom. Uh, I love. I was thinking recently about that movie Frequency. You remember that movie? Yeah, I know. Yeah. And he's like, invest in Yahoo. <laughs> it's like you got to include some information about when to sell that, pal. <laughs> Tom, this is the third time you've used that. Well, look, I just (laughs) I want to warn anyone that has you're you're honing it. It's any way to uh, communicate to the past through a ham radio. Tell people when to sell if you're going to tell them stock to buy. That's all I'm saying. We'll see you next week. That was a HeadGum Podcast.